ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I am AJ. And I'm Frank. You're tuning in to episode three of the Loki series on Disney Plus, Discussion. Um, like, maybe you're, you know, you've been listening in. Thank you so much for joining us. You can go back, check out our other Marvel content we've been doing this year, The Great Rewatch. Today is Loki 3. Um, halfway through, man. It's a little, bit of a, a little bit of a crisis here. It's like, wow, that's we're halfway through. And it, which is good, but also bad because I'm like, where are we going? What else is going to happen? But I think, like we said last week, the promise of season two is very. Ah, mm, no, very, that does loom large. Yeah. Um, you know, this episode to me felt more like a second episode of the Disney Plus shows that we've gotten so far, settling in with our characters, having discussions, getting their point of view, learning a little bit more about them. Uh, you know, it was definitely, uh, you know, a building episode into, you know, next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, this episode's shorter. It feels like it's it's taking a moment to breathe. Uh, yeah, which um, which which is welcome. It's not, not that there's been like a lot, a lot going on, but um, yeah, really un- understanding the characters here and, and what's going on before like really ramping up action and kind of ending on a major, major cliffhanger. So once again, it's impossible to talk about this show without talking about spoilers. So if no. you haven't seen episode three of Loki, I don't know why you're here. Pause it. Come back once you've watched, and now we're going to talk about spoilers. Talk about a cliffhanger. Wow. Um, you know, okay, so this uh, episode opens, and we are catching up with where, um, who we will first call Lady Loki, uh, comes off, and she's back in the TVA, and goes through and is, you know, had, we also see her mind manipulation powers. We do. We Which do. you've been alluding to, uh, I believe, in the last episode, that canonically she could become the Enchantress, and I think they're leaning super hard into it as of this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enchantments. Enchantments. Enchantment? They've said that a couple of times. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we see her um, using that power and and, um, and setting, not even just like, like how last week we're seeing like this like mindscape that she's created and, and yeah and manipulating the, the the agent, uh. But then then when she's in the TVA, we see that her powers don't work, and so she you know has to fight her way through and does some little disintegrations as one does. As uh, one does. <laughs> and our Loki is not far behind. He starts to catch up. Uh. And, you know, they wreak a little havoc in, in the TVA before he um, grabs one of the devices off of her and shoots them off into time and space. Uh, and they land where? Lo- oh, fuck. Lo- Lamentis or something like that? Lamentis one. In 2077. So, yeah. Uh, real, like, okay, put, put a... Button on that, and and from there, you know, like last week, I thought, hey, maybe we're gonna get like two side, uh, two plots like going on alongside each other. No, Owen Wilson, they saved their money this week. 
Yeah. Um, you know, this episode, and I'm, and I know I've tried to, I've kind of said this a couple times here on talking about Loki, but specifically this episode felt on the level of the scale of the MCU mm-hmm. with the intergalactic shit. Oh yeah. And like when you're, you know, you get out and they step around on this planet when they're running between different structures to try to stay safe from the moon. Um, heavy Guardians vibes. Heavy Guardians vibes. And I, my apologies. It's Lamentus, not Lamentus. Okay. That's also the name of the episode. And Heavy Guardians vibe. And it specifically does not feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they go to space and land on no. planets in that show. This, it feels, I mean, it's that like cyberpunky, like futuristic, everything's neon kind of cool yep. vibe. It's a great, it's a, uh, you know, the planet is, is well-developed. I, I think they could have easily gone with um, Earth, you know, 2077 with the moon breaking up on us. But that yeah. it, they, if you remember. That would have been a little dark. <laughs> if you remember the uh, Guy Pierce uh, time machine movie from the year 2000 with a cameo from Orlando Jones. Um, they broke they broke the moon in that movie, uh-huh. um, and this felt very uh, more comic book version of that because the moon was so much closer, yeah, and really visual and colorful, and it it it, it, it looks spectacular to yeah. me. You know, this felt, and it's weird because when you're in the movies, it feels cinematic just because you're in a literal cinema, but. You know, different parts of, you know, Falcon, different parts of Wanda, they felt cinematic in other ways. In other ways, they feel like television. Television, sure. Um, and, you know, sort of spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later seasons, if you yeah, care yeah, yeah. at this point. Uh, but they they broke the earth in that in the future. And so I, they haven't decided what they're going to do timeline-wise and how they're going to reconcile those universes, whatever, but um, they did some jump in, fo- in in time in that show, and they broke the earth there, and um, so I'm glad they didn't do it again. I think that would have been a little too repetitive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and like it's kind of cool because we know from the previous episode, Loki um, called out how she hides in apocalypses, and so this is like directly one of those apocalypses, like the, the civilization just doesn't make it, which again, like seems like, I mean, I guess a lot of people probably already made it off, but this is like the last effort to get people off. Um, and it just seems so like dire and that, you know, they, I feel like they have the technology to get out of there, but eh. you know, there's still like money in space and, you know, power. Well, this isn't, and- this didn't feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. This didn't feel like a Earth colony. It kind of felt like just another, you know, alien planet in the in the galaxy. Similar to similar to Guardians. Sure, like a yeah. It, you know, it, it didn't it can, feel it didn't feel distinctly human or earthly. It felt otherworldly. It, it felt, felt otherworldly. Although ever there weren't aliens, they all looked human, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so like they could be like. Um, Zandarian colonizers or something, you know, like that's a possibility or like who knows where the hell it is in the universe. But yeah, they're, they're human looking, but they're not like, 
they maybe aren't connected to Earth, or maybe they are, and maybe that's why they're they're fucked because we're fucked, <laughs> right? Uh, so, but yeah, the they they land there, they fight as they do, um, and it's interesting. They've got a cool kind of dynamic between the two of them, and like, you know, I. I said last week, oh, I feel like he's going to still, like, be not necessarily working for the TVA, but, like, sus- like suspicious of her. And he is – but Loki is Loki, and he's always out for himself. And so, like, <laughs> you're kind of right in that he's going to just go with the flow wherever he he lands and try to make the best of every situation he's in. And that's what happens here. Yeah, he's – Wow, Hiddleston could get nominated for this. Oh, he's uh, fucking amazing. He's really, you know, they're exploring their characters. I, I think, I think um, Olsen will get nominated. Um, I don't think she'll win, uh, but I, I don't think the guys from Falcon are, are going to get nominated. And I think that if anybody of the Marvel stuff, and I know I'm calling a little bit early. If anybody's going to get nominated for any critical acclaim, I think it's Hiddleston here. He's just shredding the scenery. Yeah. He's he's just it's just, he it's just awesome. And and I liked watching him connive. I liked watching him kind of prick at her in different ways. Uh, but I also kind of like where he is in this moment. You know, like his mom hasn't died yet. She you hasn't, know? but he's seen her die. And exactly. So he, the way he so sort like, of like answers that question is like, yeah, she's gone. Like in my mind, she's gone. That's how he feels. Like he's already lost her. Yeah, but he's like, he's kind of like, it's an amazing kind of place to be in. Like he's kind of seen his f- whole life, you right? Know? And and he's seen his life, and he knows the things that he's done. Like in his future, like he directly causes his mother's death. So, of course, he's that's going to weigh on him. Like, even if he hasn't actually done it, it's like, yeah, that tracks with what I would do. Um, so, and he's like, I, I just like him. He's so likable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, he's such a likable bad guy. And he, you know, the moves in the TVA. Hmm. I thought this was super interesting, and, and I wanted to bring this up. I think it's so interesting now, and and maybe I'll get canceled for this, but maybe it'll be worth it. I think there's a lot of emphasis now in the Marvel TV stuff and in the flicks to feature action-heavy sequences with female stunt performers and female-driven action. Hmm. And I'm watching her kick the shit out of these guys with the TVA and being like, this is fucking badass. And Shayna is so in her fucking phone, could not give two shits, <laughs> you know, about what she's doing. And I looked at her, I'm like, you're not watching? And she's like, what? And I'm like, okay. And then immediately when they're on the train sequence and they're kind of having the conversation, she's locked in. Huh. You know? So, I, I like, I know that we're trying to, you know, be kosher and, and you know, make sure people are featured and and showing them being badass in all different kinds of ways uh but you know a cool loki action scene wouldn't kill you and you know giving owen wilson some action maybe would be okay and not really i don't know if the you know i um for me 
it feels like a political message to start every show with a big female-driven action sequence and not kind of have any other action in the show after that. Interesting. It just feels too much like propaganda, where it's like, you will watch this scene where these females will fight and they will be amazing. Now tune in and enjoy the show. Huh. You know, like, yeah. it's so weird. And it doesn't it doesn't even interest my lady. She doesn't care. What have you been? Did you notice this? Did you have a thought about this? Uh, no, I mean, it's like. Yeah, because even later on when there's action with with both of them, like as they're like trying to escape, it's not like he's doing anything like crazy. Like he, because he's got his magic, and he's just sort of like waves his hands, like I got this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, hoop hoop hoop. Uh, yep. And so, yeah, but that, but I think that's sort of saying. I mean, Tom Hiddleston can be an action star. Like he, like Skull Island, he was pretty badass in. But like this role, this particular Loki, isn't about to be the one that's gonna like throw the punches and be like the beefy man and so okay i'm missing my hemsworth yeah like i don't know yeah you grow up around him like you can't even compete (laughs) right Right. you're not even trying to you're just you're just like magic tricks it's not worth it (laughs) get into other shit try comedy who knows um yeah um yeah man uh (laughs) so you know the scene at the tva so they're in the tva briefly she kicks a whole bunch of ass and then they go to this other planet. Um, and then while we're on this planet, we're trying to get off this planet because Lady Loki knows this planet it, it, that we are. It seems like the whole universe is exploding. Everywhere is having an apocalypse. Well, no, not necessarily. I think this is just one of the the places that like were coded into her. Uh, what are the, the temp pad or whatever they call it? Like just because that's like one of the the places she would hide out. I think that's why it, like, it sent them there. And, like, she specifically was like, oh, you sent us here of all places. This is one of the worst ones. <laughs> like, of all the apocalypses, this one, really? Um, and so I, I think it's just, like, this is some planet, some moon that gets destroyed. I don't think it's necessarily the universe is ending. I think it's just, like, a, a, a bad situation for the, to put them in because there's really no way out. And, you know, they're... They're looking for a power source to, to, you know, get this thing some juice. And, you know, the, I guess the idea is that they're going to the... So they're taking the train to go to the Ark, which, like, was a little bit hard to follow. It was like, oh, they're on the train. I thought they were, like, trying to get the power source from the train. No, they're trying to get to the Ark, which is even more... It's like a spaceship. And so, like, that's whole episode. They're trying to get to this spaceship thing that, you know they can plug in somehow magically, whatever they've got like a USB adapter for, you, you know, it's the universal adapter, man. It's a USB 2.0. Everybody's got that shit. Uh, yes, I agree with you. I think, you know, they got, again, the tech of the Marvel universe is not as sound as other universes, right? Like it's just kind of there. We, you're not really supposed to question it. Because as soon as you kind of really dig into it, it, it it's just not it's no. So which yeah, and like back to your last week point, like how it's sort of analog, sort of digital, and like 
right with their devices existing kind of out of time like is it too advanced or too prehistoric for this moment in time that they're in like i right. don't know it was interesting to be like okay so this device runs on batteries <laughs> but we have to charge it we have no idea how to charge it neither of these two characters deal with <laughs> charging batteries right you know uh so that's you know they they back themselves into weird holes it, like it, that it, sometimes. it's fine because they say that and then it just becomes a moot point Right by destroying by destroying the, the device, and now they're in another problem. So like, there, there's it's honestly it's what it's about isn't about how they're gonna get off. It's about the character development they're doing along the way. And it, cu- it's got to be. I mean, old Loki's got to save them, right? That's what this is all leading to. Meh, I don't know. I mean, I have a theory. What's the, your theory? My theory is that they've already told like Owen Wilson Mobius like knows that they hide in or that the lady Loki who we can now call as Sylvie Sylvie hides in apocalypses and so I to me it's like it was only a matter of time before they pop up and so it's like they're going to be like do you want to die or do you want to get captured um, which is why I thought it was an interesting beat for them to end it where they did, because if they're just going to get rescued at the beginning of the next week, like maybe that would have been also a cliffhanger and just give us a, but again, I think they're saving their own Wilson money. They said he's not on the call sheet this week. Okay. Let's, let's yeah. do a little bit more magic tricks and fireworks and stuff. You're, yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, like I'm cynical, so I I know that they're gonna get rescued ne- the beginning of next week's oh, episode. Of course, so I I don't worry about that. What I think about, you know, the this plot, you know, even though it's you know technically overwritten, it's it's re- it's relatively simple, mm-hmm. and I think the real standout moment of the whole show is the train sequence where yes. they're talking and they have the conversation on the train. Absolutely. And then Loki gets drunk and then they they figure out he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Which is so fun and so charming. It's, <laughs> it, it's great. It you know there's gonna be write up this month because it is Pride, um, yeah. that, you know, uh Loki is, you know, confirmed as bisexual. Uh the creator of this show, Kate Heron, is also a member of the LGBTQ community. And kind of really wanted to cement this, which was, you know, has been played upon in the comics into the show. I think it was done very nicely. Um, you know, we could also see it. I think that would be okay to see Loki have some kind of a love interest. I think it would be weird for him to fall in love with himself, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, ne- you never know. Um, beyond that, I think the discussion of like Loki not really having love or understanding love is a very interesting idea that like even though he was surrounded by so much love and he like he's been you know he had a a pretty nice 1500 years i imagine on asgard like he still doesn't really get it he never really got it in the same way thor before he was challenged on earth never really got what being responsible was being about yeah i mean basically their entire lives, 1,500 years, he's like, 
they were like 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're 18. They're, they're, they're still, they just finished puberty and now they're adults. And so they go off and, and start doing these, these things. And now they're learning what it's like to be an adult. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. I, well, I think what they haven't shown much about or told us much about what uh, I want to say Sophie, but that's her, the actress's name, Sophia, uh, Sylvie, about her backstory. But at least it's sort of like there is some sort of branch in the timeline. And it's clear that she branches off earlier than than what we know of our Loki. Um, and so, like, I want to know more about that why are they so different and what has caused her to like, what's her, her end game and her uh, motivations for why she, and, and what's her real goal? Cause it's still really vague. Like she wants to destroy the TVA. Yeah. 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 But like why? And it, it seems like there's also something like personal there. Right. And it's not just like, because like, what did she lose or what happened? Well, she's not at the same point our Loki is. No. You know? Which is interesting. I don't know how much we're going to learn about her. I almost think it's better the less we know about her. Hmm. The more they flesh out her story, whether or not she continues on, right? We're, we're seeing the changeover of the male leads into a lot of the female leads for the characters changing. Uh-huh. I don't foresee them totally making her the new Loki. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if season two is going to happen, I I cannot imagine them getting rid of Tom Hiddleston. That would be crazy. Yeah, that's just, no. Um, but I, I think almost the, the more exposition we get about this character, you know, the less it's going to be fun. Mm. And okay. I think that, you know, maybe it's okay to just have her where she is now. And, you know, and, and we meet the other Lokis. That, I think, is what's still exciting about this show. Yeah. That could and, be interesting. And, and you know, like, maybe we don't need to know all the backstory, but, like, to have a little bit clear understanding of what she's trying to do and, and why, like, would be helpful. Because, like, yeah, we know that she d- didn't have Frigga. Like, she's only, like, a memory to her, the mother. So, like, eh, do we need to know if, like, maybe Odin wasn't around and maybe Thor wasn't around and, like, she had this terrible childhood or something? Probably not. But, like, what is the inciting incident that set her on this path could be interesting. Um, yeah. So, um, do you think they got Hopkins back? <laughs> <laughs> no. Although, I had a moment this week where I was like, maybe they're going to, like, we're in the future. Like, what if, like, when they went to that little shack and, like, uh, they were looking for batteries. I was like, imagine if it was just like, like Chris Pratt or like fucking Rocket, Ooh. Rocket Raccoon, just like, like I got batteries for you. <laughs> like that could have been mm. easy. Just like he's in this post-apocalyptic place and he's just like old and and grimy and just like I'm just gonna die here. Um, but they didn't do that. Uh, okay. So the the last interesting thing to me this week is a. It's a very quick line, and it's about variants, and okay. specifically about the TVA, because okay. because what 
we're supposed to believe at first and what our Loki believes is that the timekeepers created all the agents of the TVA and they are their lives begin and end in in service of the TVA. What Lady Loki Sylvie tells us is that no, they're actually all variants and they've been brainwashed or whatever to work for the TVA. Hmm. That makes the most sense. I'm with that. And um, what, what, which I mean, she says, and so I, I think it's, it's like, what does that mean? And like, like, does it make like, Oh, is that why Mobius is super into jet skis? It was like, he like plucked out of time and was like a, a jet ski enthusiast. Maybe. <laughs> and he's maybe. like pining for those days. <laughs> that makes the most sense, right? That's yeah. The, what, what, what else can they do with the variants? Right. Instead of you like wiping work them there all or you out, die. You yeah. get a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you know maybe that's what in, could end up happening to our Loki if he like went yeah. down that path that he continues to work for them and then he like gets wiped and doesn't remember the before times. Mm. Maybe they have to change his name though. Maybe they have to, what if they're all Loki? <sighs> no, that's less fun. <laughs> Do you think we meet the timekeepers? Do you think we see them? I kind of don't think so. And the reason why... Kind of ruins the illusion, right? I feel like the reason why is... and There's possibility that they've been alluding to one of them being Kang. Yeah. And so... It could be a post credit scene. I'm but, sure. Well, he did an interview recently, and he did a he was he did a bad job. But he he I'm sure he's going to be in Loki. Um, uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, he did a bad job. What did he say? He is like, I know nothing about that. I can't talk anything about that. Okay, so he knows everything about that. He knows everything <laughs> about that. So no bad bad job. <laughs> <laughs> Your bad poker face. <laughs> yeah, do an Emily Blunt, and you have to say, I never liked Marvel. I would never do Marvel. I wouldn't even consider it. There you go. Um, that'll fucking shut us up. Why Man. couldn't Emily Blunt have been fucking Captain Marvel? Why? Why? At, she could have been Black Widow or Captain Marvel both times. Yeah. Offered both. Is she going to be Sue Storm? We don't know. I just. It's love just because we want John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, but Mr. Fantastic isn't funny. Like, he's lame. His point is that he's lame. Yeah. You know, so like, but like John Krasinski isn't lame. He's like, he's funny. He can Yeah, he is funny. It doesn't. Ha but, you know. It, like if they're saying, OK, new new uh, the Fantastic Four is going to take place of like the Iron Man. Like who thought that uh, Tony Stark was so funny? No, we knew Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL. Well, yeah, we know that Robert Downey Jr. was funny, but like Tony Stark like it's, I mean, sure. Spider Man okay, we know true. is a funny character from the comic books, but like, that's true. Iron Man, eh, not. No, he's I mean, less funny. Less funny. So it's kind of who they want and who they make. Like Ant Man, like Paul Rudd's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like right. they just decide. So I don't know. <sighs> anyway, well, <laughs> this was a great episode. Um, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying Loki as much as we are. Um, I think it's the look of the show is stellar. I think it's 
really unfolding very mysteriously. I'm glad that they gave space for this to exist kind of in its own area. Um, also super excited for Black Widow. All the marketing for that's ramping up. Yeah, it's so soon. Uh, welcome back to the summertime, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, how about this? Go see a movie. Go to the movies. The movies are a thing now. You can go back. I didn't go to the movies for In the Heights, but I, I may go back again. It's fantastic. Go check that movie out. Did you see it? You saw In the Heights? Oh, my God. It's wonderful. Okay. It's been it, on. I wanted to watch it like the past two weeks. Frank, you're going to you're gonna adore it. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> although gonna, it, it, it's also getting heat because everything gets heat now. Uh, yeah, but that we don't don't even talk about that. This movie, the musical was amazing. This movie is gorgeous. Like the full experience of it is just like magical. It, it's it, it, you know, and you watch it and you're like, this guy, he's a fucking genius. Like this all came out of his fucking head. Yeah. Like the amount of times. Listen, here's I'll leave you with this. The amount of times the beat changes in the first opening song of In the Heights called In the Heights. It changes so many times. It feels like six or seven different songs. But when it all comes back on that fucking conga beat, like it just it rocks. It it rocks, dude. <laughs> like, it's great. Uh, As so Vin yes. Diesel once said, "The movies." <laughs> <laughs> so the movies are back. Fast oh and the shit! Furious that opens this weekend opens too, right? In two days. Oh. Uh, I finally have seen them all. I'm ready. So. We'll find out if we're all ready for the next entry in the Fast Saga. And then Black Widow. So, you know, Long Lost Heroes podcast is going to get busy because we've still been busy. But yep. movies are a thing again. All day, man. All day. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us this week. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue on our our project of revisiting the MCU and the other movies of the 2008s to the 2016s. Uh, we'll get back to it at some point. Um, so if you've been enjoying everything, please uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you are listening to this, you probably already are. We appreciate it. But if you um, are, please give us a rating and review. That will also help. Um, you can find our podcast on our website at www.longlostheroes.net and you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can also find us on social media at LLH Podcast. We post lots of stuff. We always promote our shows, but we like to interact with you guys too. So if you have anything to say, please let us know what you think about Loki episode three. If you've got th theories for next week, that would be great. Uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Um, I'm Frank. I'm AJ. And thank you so much, everyone. We will be back next week. Bye.